Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Today, April 9th, would have been the fifth day of Holy Days Ho'on session. Although the coronavirus pandemic has prevented us from gathering in person, we are keenly aware of the sacred nature of this time, the urgency of dedicating ourselves to our practice and also the good fortune of having this way to come together digitally, appreciating each other so much. It's so good to see you all and to feel your very deep presence. Yesterday was April 8th. Buddha's birthday. And it just so happened that this year it coincided with the first night of Passover. The story of the Jews' deliverance from bondage in Egypt and the spiritual journey from darkness to light takes place in this season of rebirth and renewal. Although Daivasasa's endome is still surrounded by winter more than spring. Spring has come early to New York City and Syracuse. Flowers are in full profusion, just as they were at all significant moments of Shakyamuni Buddha's life and passing on. On silent streets, the bird song has never seemed so rapturous. And the entire world has changed 
has grown quiet. Fewer toxic fumes in the big cities. And yet, we know the suffering that worsens even as we speak. So last night, we had a Zoom Seder with old friends who have been doing this with us for 30 some years, but never by Zoom before. And some of them are here this evening. Hi. Certain passages in the narrative really resonated powerfully last night, particularly this section. of the 10 plagues. We read together, each drop of wine we pour is a prayer that people will cast out the plagues that threaten everyone, everywhere they are found, beginning in our own hearts. And here are 10 versions. The making of war, the teaching of hate and violence, the despoliation of the earth, the perversion of justice and government, the fomenting of vice and crime, neglect of human needs, oppression of nations and peoples, corruption of culture, subjugation of science, learning, and human discourse, the erosion of freedoms. This evening, Kimpu and Jikyo bathed the baby Buddhas at Daibasatsu Zendo in the Zen center of Syracuse. And we joined them in chanting the verse of ambrosial nectar. The English translation is, having poured ambrosial nectar over the Buddha, purified wisdom and virtuous merit gather here. The five defilements depart from all beings. Thus we all realize the pure Dharma body of the Buddha. So in chanting this verse, we were invoking wisdom and gathering merit so that the five defilements or 
hindrances, sensual craving, anger, sloth, restlessness, and doubt would no longer overtake our minds and our actions. These, of course, are very much the plagues that threaten everyone. And tomorrow is Good Friday and Rinzai begins Commemoration Day, followed by Easter Sunday when Hokuto Sensei will give a talk on our Zoom platform. You all know the story of the baby Buddha born to Queen Maya in a beautiful grove of flowers. It's said that as she reached toward a flowering branch, baby was born, stood up, and immediately walked seven steps in each direction, north, south, east, west, and then stood at the center with his right hand pointing at the sky and his left hand pointing toward the earth, he proclaimed, from the heavens above to the earth below, I alone am the world honored one. Now, I think most of us were born from our mother's wombs rather than Queen Maya's armpit. And the process was difficult for both the baby and the mother. But out we came and took that first breath and shouted, here I am. Nothing but, I alone am the world honored one. Or, as God said to Moses, I am that I am. This fundamental truth was expressed by each one of us. Of course, it probably sounded a lot more like <coughs> standing and taking seven steps as a newborn. Sounds like 
religious hyperbole. But didn't each of us bravely leave the womb when the time came and come forth into this new incarnation, deeply attuned to every detail of every form, taste, color, sound, scent, touch contact. Each one of us in our original freedom looked north, south, east, west, up, down, declaring our life energy throughout the universe. This is the real miracle. So each of us cried in our unique voice from our own never before, never again particular set of karmic conditions. And whether or not our parents wanted us or whether or not our mama could take care of us or as in Shakyamuni Buddha's case, we were indeed treated royally. Each of us was born to heed the lessons of this incarnation. This one, one we are now challenged by collectively, globally, is this. I alone can never be apart from others. I alone. This word alone, as I said in my talk on Sunday, is none other than the realization of all one. It is only when I alone is understood as all one, one with all beings, that our lives can fulfill the meaning of this world honored one. So we might say Buddha's birthday is Independence Day. 
to be fully independent. I alone is to deeply understand our interdependence. And we now can see clearly that we have ignored this to our peril, to the peril of the entire human race. Living rapaciously, exploiting natural resources willy-nilly, indulging in the five hindrances and the three poisons we have treated Mother Earth and all the beings on this planet irresponsibly for too long. So this is the time. This is a crucial moment. We are here doing Buddhist practice, the practice of interdependence, alone, together, so that we can change our minds and transform our hearts. Seeing that it is in the very midst of dire circumstances that we can serve, that we can save. To walk seven steps in every direction means to live our vow. To sit with absolute conviction that I alone am one with all beings and that we are the world honored one. Now it may happen that this pandemic eases a bit over the next few months. And we may be able to go out from our solitary retreats. At that time, having done this kind of intensive solitary practice, it is essential not to fall back into self-serving, myopic ways. Keep the silence. Revere this precious silence 
that surrounds us now. That is opening more and more fully from within us. Act from this place of deep awareness. A friend of mine who is an Episcopal priest is starting a retreat in which he says he will focus on the necessity of integrating resurrection into our ordinary lives in these extraordinary times. But we know our times will never be less than extraordinary. Ordinary mind is the way. This ordinary mind is nothing short of extraordinary. So let us find inner renewal and offer healing and the integrating power of our practice. Let us honor this one and only precious world and let us ask Avalokiteshvara Kanzeon to be with all those who are ill, who are facing death, who are frightened, who feel bereft. Let us say together, this has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org donate. Thank you for listening.